Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Yesterday, we began looking at a conference message that was given by the 17th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Russell M. Nelson. It was titled, Come, Follow Me, and it was given at the end of the Sunday morning session in General Conference on April 7th, 2019. He starts off his talk by relating a story of talking to an an individual police officer who was involved in evacuating a lot of people from the Paradise Fire, which took place in November of 2018. It was a terrible fire, and it wiped out completely the town of Paradise. And as we mentioned yesterday, Eric's grandparents, when they were alive, lived in Paradise. So Eric is very familiar with the area. But he talks about this young police officer who was evacuating a lot of these family members to safety during this tragic situation. And he asks himself, though, where is my family? And that is the question that Russell M. Nelson is going to use to segue into this important doctrine of Mormonism, dealing with being sealed to your family for eternity. He goes on in his talk to say the account of John's concern for his family, and John was the name of this young police officer that he mentions, has prompted me to speak today with those of you who may ask when approaching the end of your mortal life, where is my family? In that coming day, when you will complete your mortal probation and enter the spirit world, you will be brought face to face with that heart-wrenching question, where is my family? Now, in yesterday's show, we explained that in Mormonism, the doctrine of a mortal probation is basically this human life here on earth. But in Mormonism, this is the time that you are to prepare to meet God, according to the Book of Mormon. And you're not to procrastinate your repentance. If you procrastinate the day of your repentance, even until death, the Book of Mormon says the devil has sealed you his. Now, in that kind of a case, you cannot hope that you will be with your family throughout eternity because being with your family throughout eternity involves being exalted into the celestial kingdom of God, the top level of Mormon heaven. But he also uses another expression. He talks about when you complete your mortal probation and enter the spirit world. From Gospel Fundamentals, 2002, page 196, When a person dies who has accepted the gospel and been a faithful follower of Jesus, that person's spirit goes to paradise. The other place is called spirit prison. Three kinds of people will be there. There will be those who are wicked in this life, those who live good lives but did not accept the gospel, and those who never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. Now notice what Mr. Nelson has done. He knows exactly what paradise is in the context of Mormon theology, and so he's using the name of this town that was wiped out by a terrible fire to segue his stories here. Quite clever, if you ask me. 
But I think a lot of people are going to resonate with what he has to say if you're a Latter-day Saint. But here's the point. He says, when your mortal probation is over and you enter the spirit world, well, as Eric has just mentioned, when a person dies who has accepted the gospel and has been a faithful follower of Jesus, that person's spirit goes to paradise. As we were mentioning yesterday, though, when we ask Latter-day Saints on the streets if they have the assurance that when they die, they've done everything they're supposed to do in their mortal probation, and they have a hope of going to this paradise, many of them are not sure. Then it goes on in this citation from Gospel Fundamentals, page 196, that Eric read, the other place is called spirit prison. Three kinds of people will be there. There will be those who were wicked in this life, those who lived good lives but did not accept the gospel, and those who never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. Now, think about that. A lot of people assume that Mormonism is a type of universalism that everyone is going to receive the same hereafter. That's not really true. Though Mormonism teaches a kind of universalism, it's not quite the same as most people understand. Everyone is going to be saved in some level of glory, but in those levels of glory, you don't receive the same promises. You don't get the same benefits. Mormons who are faithful to the cause are hoping to get into the celestial kingdom because that's where they're going to be with their families. But when it talks about Those who did not accept the gospel but lived good lives, they're going to have an opportunity to hear the gospel in the spirit prison, as it's called. And when someone is baptized on their behalf, they will be visited by spirit missionaries, as they've been called by Mormon leaders. They will hear the gospel according to Mormonism, which is not the New Testament gospel, and they will have an opportunity in that spirit prison to receive and believe the message that they were just told. But even then, that individual is not going to gain celestial exaltation. If you reject Mormonism during this lifetime and embrace it in spirit prison after you die— The best you can hope for is the terrestrial kingdom, the second level of Mormon heaven. The second level of Mormon heaven does not guarantee you to be with your family. And for many Latter-day Saints, they seem to want to ignore that, thinking that somehow everything is going to be okay, that the Mormon God is just going to forget all the threats that he made in his scriptures, the Doctrine and Covenants, for instance, and everything will be fine. But according to Joseph Fielding Smith, who I cited in yesterday's show, this is in his book, Doctrines of Salvation, Volume 2, page 183. He said, second chance leads to terrestrial kingdom. Moreover, he said, we learn that those who rejected the gospel when it was offered them in ancient times, but afterwards accepted the testimony of Jesus in the spirit world when it was delivered to them, and who were honorable men on the earth, are assigned to the terrestrial glory, not the celestial. So you can see why this concept of a mortal probation becomes so important to the Latter-day Saint, because it is in this life that they are supposed to meet all those requirements. And as we mentioned yesterday, it was Joseph Fielding Smith who said the requirement is to keep 
all the commandments. So what Russell M. Nelson is going to do here, he's going to use the anxiety of this young police officer who, while evacuating other families, does not know where his family is. And he's going to turn that around and make a spiritual message out of it, asking his audience, where is your family? Does your family have the security of knowing that they're all going to be together and saved in the next life, saved, quote-unquote, in the Mormon vernacular. So I'm sure every Latter-day Saint listening to this conference message knows exactly what Russell M. Nelson is talking about. But it makes me wonder, Eric, how many were asking themselves if those are the requirements that I need to keep and my family needs to keep in order for us to be together in the next life. How is that going to be if I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? And as we know in talking to many Latter-day Saints, one-on-one, rarely do you ever find a Mormon who has the confidence to know that they are doing everything that the church demands of them. It's amazing to me how the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has elevated the family, which we as Protestant uh, evangelical Christians do believe in having good families, but they've elevated to almost like a godlike status that families are almost worshipped. And we have an article on our website, Did Jesus Believe Families Are Forever? It comes from our uh, Mormonism research, which is our free bi-monthly newsletter that we had. This was published in the March-April 2019 edition. And in this article, we talked about how Jesus never says anything similar to what the leaders have said about families and the importance of them. That's found at mrm.org slash families are forever with hyphens in between there. That's how the Latter-day Saints are conditioned, that they want to be with their families, that they want to be able to have eternal increase and do exactly as Heavenly Father has done. But that's certainly not what Jesus taught, and it certainly isn't what Paul taught. It certainly isn't what the Bible is about. Let me just add to what you said, because This might come across as very harsh to most Latter-day Saints who might be listening to this, but let me just be very frank. You can take something that is good, such as family, and you can make it an idol. Sure you can. You can do that with anything that's quote-unquote good in this life and turn it into an idol. And I think you're exactly right. When I ask Latter-day Saints what they're looking forward to in the next life, and the first answer out of their mouth is to be with my family. You have to ask yourself, well, wait a minute, what would an evangelical say to that question? I would assume that most evangelical Christians, if asked that question, it would not be so much to be with their family, though I'm sure all of us want to be with our families. Certainly, we want all of our family members to be saved and to join us in the presence of our Savior. But that wouldn't be the answer. It wouldn't be family. It would be to be with Jesus. He is the one we worship. He's the one that we adore. So it makes you wonder, who is the Mormon really worshiping and who are they really adoring? When the answer to that question comes out, family. And again, I want to stress that we do believe in having good families. The Bible does talk about that, but I think you're right. Money, a lot of people say, money is the root of all evil. And no, that's not the case. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is a very important factor in the way that we live our lives and being able to live. But uh, when you look again at this article that I'm talking about, 
about families being together forever and how Jesus does not say anything about that. In Luke 14, 26, what do you do with something like this when he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And what Jesus is saying is, I'm not saying you're supposed to go out and hate them, but at the same time, your love for me, when compared with your love for those who are around you, ought to be as if you hated if you compared that with how much you love God. Well, Jesus often used hyperbole to make a point, and that's exactly what he's doing there. He's using an extreme word, in this case, hate, to bring out a point that you cannot have a love for worldly objects. And let's be serious, that's what our families are, aren't they? They're a worldly object. We are all in this world, and we are all objects. You cannot have love for those objects and those individuals and have it surpass your love for Christ himself. This is why I found so offensive the statement made by Jeffrey R. Holland when he said heaven wouldn't be heaven without his family. To me, as an evangelical, that is a blasphemous statement. And it shows us this man has no true relationship with the Jesus of the Bible, though he might drop his name whenever he gives a conference talk. Tomorrow, we're going to continue our look at this article, Come Follow Me, by President Russell M. Nelson. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.